Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you have had a wonderful week. So this week, I want to talk about fasting, prayer and fasting, and why we do it. Now, I think that a lot of people can understand why we pray. You know, we pray, we ask God for things. It's a connection to God. But fasting isn't spoken about as often, and fasting is less common than prayer. But we do see fasting in the Bible. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, there are a lot of churches and groups that spend time doing corporate fasting together. And they do this for the sake of dedicating the beginning of the year to the Lord in prayer, in fasting, in time serving God to spend time hearing from Him and for breakthrough. So what are the reasons to fast? We fast because we want to crucify our flesh, meaning we want to surrender to God in a deeper way by giving up something that our flesh craves so that we can actually hear from God in a deeper way and deal with deeper issues and cleanse ourselves in a greater way and actually humble ourselves before God. It says in the Bible that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness, and when we fast, we are actually choosing to make ourselves weak and allow our flesh to be put to the wayside so that God can be the predominant one in our lives, so that his strength is sufficient for us. Fasting often brings up issues of the heart that need to be healed. So, Let's just clarify what fasting is for a second. Some people think you can fast Facebook and all of those things. Now, don't get me wrong. If the Lord is telling you to not look at Facebook or social media or watch shows or movies or something for a while, listen to him because it is about more intimacy with him and more time with him. But biblical fasting is actually turning down your plate. It's turning down food. So it's fasting some sort of food. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that you are missing a meal entirely. This could be that you are only eating certain types of foods. We see this in the Bible with Daniel. In the book of Daniel, Daniel fasted, and his fast was no meats and no animal products and nothing that was enjoyable. So he lived off of fruits and veggies, but that was part of how he consecrated himself to God and serve the Lord, but he also did it to hear from the Lord and to gain breakthrough. So when we fast, we're actually turning down food. And often, as I said before, issues of the heart can come up while we're fasting that need to be dealt with. And God is gracious to reveal those to us so that we can heal those things, so that we can uncover them and remove the debris from the wound so that those wounds can fully heal and that we can fully receive the good things that God has for us. Now, why would heart wounds and things like that come up to be dealt with during fasting? Well, food is often a band-aid for people. 
you know, there are a lot of addictions that people can get into, and food is one of them. But sometimes it's not that they actually have an addiction to food. It might just be that certain types of food are actually a comfort. And in that comfort, there's a bit of a Band-Aid. An example would be a couple years ago now, the Lord told me to fast dairy. I was doing a corporate fast with one of the churches I'm part of, and I was asking the Lord what he wanted me to fast because I can't really do complete fasts, not for a long fast at least. And he told me to fast dairy. And at first I thought, really, that's it? That seems so easy. Oh, but the Lord knew. The Lord knew. Because what happened was I had stressful things come up and I had stressful moments come up and I had things come up in prayer that I needed to deal with. And every time I thought, oh, I just want a cup of milk. Oh, I just want a grilled cheese. And I realized that dairy products are one of my go-tos for comfort if I'm dealing with stress and things. And the Lord knew that. So he knew that if I eliminated that thing, I couldn't just cover up that thing with comfort. I had to actually bring that issue to him and let him heal it and clear it out. So heart issues will often come up in fasting, which means it allows us to do deeper inner healing work with the Lord, which in turn makes way for his blessings to flow to us more freely. Fasting, as I said, is like making ourselves weak so that he can be strong. It's giving a sacrifice unto the Lord. And people fast for breakthrough. They fast for deeper closeness, revelation, and relationship with God, and they fast to prepare themselves for what is coming next. So in the Bible, we see a lot of examples of fasting. I already mentioned one, Daniel. Daniel fasted, and actually, initially, Daniel turned down meat because the king that had essentially abducted the Israelite people was feeding them meat that had been sacrificed to idols, and he would not compromise his belief, so he stopped eating it. We see at other times where Daniel went into prayer and fasting to seek the Lord about something that was upsetting and concerning him, and the Lord answered. So that is one example of fasting in the Bible. We see also in the book of Esther that Esther called a fast when Mordecai told her that she needed to go to the king as his wife. She needed to go to the king and present herself and present her case before the king for the Jewish people because the king had been essentially conned into making a decree that the Jewish people should be killed because they wouldn't serve and worship him. Well, the king didn't even know that his new wife, Esther, was Jewish. And in the tradition back then, no one could appear before the king unless he called them, especially the wives. So for her to go directly to him meant that she could be actually disobeying orders and she could be killed. But Mordecai charged her with, you are made for a time such as this, and if you don't do it, then you and your family will perish, but someone else will be raised up by God to do it. So Esther chose the right thing. She chose to step into the position that God had called her to, to save her people. But she also called for a fast, a total fast. 
She told Mordecai to have all of the Jews fast, and she and her servants fasted in a total fast leading up to her time before the king. And she did this to seek God and prepare before God for the breakthrough and for favor with the king so that she wouldn't be killed, but that she would find favor for her people. And she did. We see many times in the Old Testament where people fasted. In fact, even Hannah in 1 Samuel fasted. Now, this wasn't necessarily a fast that she did because she was trying to, but it says that she couldn't eat because she was so distraught. So she actually ended up fasting before she went to the temple and poured her heart out before the Lord and surrendered fully to the Lord, even promising her first son to him if he would bless her with a son. So God gave her the breakthrough. So we see a lot of examples of fasting. We also see that people fasted as a sign of mourning that the temple of God had not been rebuilt yet. So it was like a sacrifice unto the Lord that they were giving their sacrifice of fasting to him. In Matthew 6, it talks about fasting, but it actually says that we should not grumble about fasting or make ourselves look sad or grieved or look bad because we're not fasting for people. We are fasting for the Lord. And it says in Matthew 6, 16, that when people put on a look of suffering on their faces so that people will see that they are fasting, the truth is that that's all the reward they get because they're doing it out of pride to show people how righteous they are. We don't fast to show people how righteous we are. We fast to deepen our connection and relationship with the Lord. We fast as a sacrifice to the Lord which means not everybody needs to know. There might be some situations where you might have to say, oh, I can't have that right now because, but you do not want to grumble, you do not want to complain, and you don't want to announce to everyone that you're fasting. Of course, a corporate fast is a little different because you are fasting together, so they know that you're fasting. But we do it unto the Lord. It's not about us showing people. It's about us giving that gift to the Lord and seeking him on a deeper level. In Joel 2.15, it says, blow the trumpet of Zion, call for a special meeting, call for a time of fasting. This was common when there were difficulties or people needed answers from the Lord. They needed the Lord to step in. They would seek him in fasting and prayer. In 2 Chronicles 20, it says Jehoshaphat became afraid and he decided to ask the Lord what to do. He announced a time of fasting for everyone in Judah. So he went into prayer and fasting, and he called for them to fast. Now, he did that because he heard of a great army coming against him and his people. And God answered his time of prayer and fasting with a word from the Lord that said that God was dealing with their enemies. And they began to praise God, and they went into battle praising God because God told them that they had already won. And as they praised God, God destroyed their enemies before they ever even had to fight. So that was a result of prayer and fasting. They got a word from the Lord. They stood on that word. They praised God 
for that word, and they received breakthrough. So in Isaiah 58, it actually talks about fasting, and it's God speaking to the people. And in verse 3, so Isaiah 58, 3, it says, They say we fast to show honor to you. Why don't you see us? We starve our bodies to show honor to you. Why don't you notice us? But God says you do things to please yourselves on those special days of fasting. And you punish your servants, not your own bodies. You are hungry, but not for food. You are hungry for arguing and fighting, not for bread. You are hungry to hit people with your evil hands. This is not the way to fast. If you want your prayers to be heard in heaven, do you think I want to see people punish their bodies on those days of fasting? Do you think I want people to look sad and bow their heads like dead plants? Do you think I want people to wear mourning clothes and sit in ashes to show their sadness? That is what you do on your days of fasting. Do you think that is what the Lord wants? I will tell you the kind of day I want, a day to set people free. I want a day that you take the burdens off of others. I want a day when you set troubled people free and you take the burdens from their shoulders. I want you to share your food with the hungry. I want you to find the poor who don't have homes and bring them into your homes. When you see people who have no clothes, give them your clothes. Don't hide your relatives when they need help. If you do these things, your light will begin to shine like the light of the dawn. Then your wounds will heal. Your goodness will walk in front of you, and the glory of the Lord will come following behind you. Then you will call to the Lord, and he will answer you. You will cry out to him, and he will say, Here I am. So then it goes more into what God will do for you as you fast with that kind of mentality and mindset. So we want to make sure that when we go into a time of prayer and fasting, it's done with the right heart, that we are giving to others, that we are loving to others, that we are setting people free, that we're not just doing this to punish our bodies, that we're doing this to seek the Lord and his will and do good. And he blesses us for that. And I encourage you to read Isaiah 58 so you see the other things that God says he does when we seek him in fasting and prayer with a right heart. We see in Matthew 4 that Jesus himself fasted when he was tested in the wilderness. So for 40 days, he was in the wilderness fasting. This was right after John the Baptist spoke and said that he was the Messiah. He went into the wilderness and spent time alone with God in prayer and fasting. And during that time, he was tested by the devil. The devil tried to twist scripture and mess with his mind and his identity, but Jesus spoke scripture back because he knew the truth of scripture. And that time in the wilderness of testing in prayer and fasting prepared him for his public ministry. We also see in the book of Mark in chapter 9, where a man brought his son to be healed. He had been oppressed by demons. He was having seizures. The demons would throw him into the fire. And this man brought his son to Jesus and his disciples to be healed, to be set free. 
But Jesus wasn't there initially. Initially, only the disciples were. And the disciples could not cast this demon out and heal the boy. And the man then sees Jesus, and Jesus finds out that his disciples couldn't do this. And initially, he actually rebukes his disciples for having a lack of faith. And then he heals the boy. This father says, if you can help him, help him. And Jesus says, if anything is possible for those who believe. And the father makes a choice in that moment to believe. And he says, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So in that moment, Jesus healed his son. And then later, the disciples asked him why they couldn't cast out that demon and why they couldn't heal the boy. They didn't understand. And Jesus told them that this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting, which means that they needed to have had that time to consecrate themselves unto the Lord in fasting and prayer so that they would have been able to cast out this demon, that they would have been strong enough, because it's not by our strength and might, it's by the Spirit of God. And we are made strong because He is strong in our weakness. And when we choose to fast, we choose to humble ourselves before Him and be filled with more of Him, to be filled with more of His presence and more of His Spirit. And God honors our fast and He honors our prayers. So if there are stubborn things in your life that are not coming down, if there are breakthroughs that you are standing for that have not yet broken through, it might be time to fast. It might be time to humble yourself before the Lord and crucify your flesh by turning down your plate. Maybe you just get rid of candy and desserts because that's a weakness for you and that's a way that you comfort yourself. A total fast would be no food for the day. And there are modified versions of that. Some people do, you know, no food for a certain time of the day, but they can eat after dark or first thing in the morning before it's light out. Some people fast one meal. Some people do liquids all day, but they can do protein shakes and things, but no solids. And some people, like I said, feel the Lord telling them that they're just supposed to eliminate certain things for a period of time. Or do a Daniel fast where, you know, they only do veggies and fruits for that period of time. There are all sorts of ways to fast, but it does involve food. So I encourage you, if there are things that you have been standing for, that you have not seen the breakthrough in, it's time to fast. Now, you don't have to do a long fast. You can do a one-day fast and seek the Lord. You could do a three-day fast and seek the Lord. But take time before the Lord to fast and pray and seek him for his will and let his presence fill you. And when you fast, I encourage you to fast at a time when you can actually take time with the Lord to spend time in prayer and in his presence. And as you get ready to fast, make a list of your prayer points and your desires for the fast and keep in mind that the first thing that you should want is God's presence and guidance and a deeper relationship with him because it is in our relationship with God and our closeness to God that everything else is taken care of. God is the answer to everything, so he has to be number one. But make a list of your prayer points, the things that you are standing for and believing for, and seek the Lord. 
Seek the Lord on those things in prayer and fasting. And trust that when you do, He comes through. He will speak to you. He will deal with issues in your heart that you may have not known were there. Maybe things that you needed to heal in order to see the breakthrough. And He will work behind the scenes on your behalf. I hope this encourages you. And I will talk to you next week. Have a blessed week. Where do you begin when you love?